and... People are going to think that we rehearsed that. They will. In a um, way, we have. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. Hello. Coming at you live. Uh, oh, yeah. Thursday night. How's everyone doing? Is everyone hearing, uh, hearing the live moss in action? Is everyone smelling the smoke as Canada burns? I know. Yeah. New I York. You guys see New York? Upsetting. A picture you sent in we New York? So my buddy who lives in Montreal, I asked him how it was. Yeah. And he sent me a photo of a crystal clear sky. Wow. So basically, somehow, yeah. all the smoke is just going to America. It's, it's, it's unsettling. Sorry. 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 Sorry, eh? Unsettling. Cast a fog cloud. At yeah. A big yeah. old fog cloud. Big level 20 level. Yeah. Yeah. Even and the, God the range that. on that was like... I know coast spells to coast. don't go to level 20. Everyone relax. We know, Jared. Quick quiz. Yes. What do spells yes. go up to? What's the highest level spell? I believe nine. it's nine. Level nine, that's nine. right. Level nine. Level that's nine. Right. That's right. Good on you. Good for you guys. Woo. Um, off to a hot start. We're off to a hot start here. Let's just fucking... Let me play some background music here. Yeah, yeah pop some music in there. Oh... Uh, Beautiful. Um, that is um, some. There we go. Little tinkle. Tom is looking like a hot surfer. Little tinkle. Dad, <laughs> aging like red wine. Hey. Well, thank you. Yeah. Far uh, Ragnar. Coming in hot. Aho mine. It means let it flow in Hawaiian. Whoa, look at this guy over here, man. Surfer Tom, man. I've hu I've hung 10 before. Have I've you? hung 20 before. You've not Whoa. hung anything. B yeah, but I would. You hang nothing. Hang I've, six. I've, hanged, I've hung nothing. Hmm. I'm Try afraid of surfing. Yeah. Afraid I'm going to hurt myself. Guys, uh, oh. Curse of Strahd is coming to a... A uh, real uh, climax. Imagine it was Surf of Strahd, and it was Strahd with a surfboard. Ugh. And it was like... <laughs> you guys are going down. Welcome to Barovia. Hey, you losers are going down. This is my girl. Her name's Irina. I mean Tatiana. I mean... Get out of here! It's just the March of the Dead surfing this giant wake. That's right. Rosemary says Brovia. Brovia! Excellent. Welcome to Brovia. You know, that's a million dollar idea. Reskin. We can still do it. A DM could bring that to the table, I think. People would play it. Oh my god. You could really world build How many different versions of Curse of Strahd? There's been Steampunk of Strahd, I bet. There's yeah. been modern day Strahd. Ooh. Day, modern day Strahd? That's kind of cool, actually. Maybe solar punk Strahd? Solar punk He's Strahd. Like, well, what's, the hell, what's solar punk? So, solar oh, punk. Jay, you love solar punk. Solar punk is uh, like the opposite of... Cyberpunk, really. Yeah. The dystopian future. and the, It's a future where there's all green energy. And the world is quite beautiful. It's a utopia. Walls ah, of uh, utopian. You know, greenery yeah. everywhere. Gardens and stuff. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's a really cool subgenre. It's actually. a feature we could have. Yeah. 
Strahd Punk. Strahd Punk. You get Strahd Punk in there. What would modern day Strahd be? He lives in the penthouse. He'd be a of CEO. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a CEO of some huge tower. It's like Biff. American Psycho vibes. <laughs> so it's pretty. Is, is Biff pretty much and Back Biff. to the Future two? That <laughs> whole future scene is kind of like Curse of Strahd. A hundred percent. Yeah, mm. he's like Elon Musk. Elon Musk would be Strahd, right? Just be. Mm, uh, yes, I'm doing things in my, in my castle. And you know what? Elon Musk is a great example because it, it's kind of complicated you know what i mean some people are like on board with him and a lot of people are like not so like you could right. really try to ride the like the why fence is a bit. he like, trying to create sustainable energy for the future yeah he's such a piece of shit <laughs> we make it he is super political <laughs> everything gets reskinned to be the most hot political topics yeah you role play modern it day at yeah. the table you know that actually would save the world probably if everyone played D and just let out all the Politicking th through role play, they would be healthier than war play. And with that, everyone, we like <laughs> we to call it good night. Thanks so much, everyone, for uh, listening. Talking Moss Live. <laughs> Take um, it all out, guys. Back to the tower, guys. Who's who's uh, remembering this story? Okay, not me. I fully admit, I did. I don't remember the last time I listened to this all the way through is when I went and done. When you were editing. Yeah. So I don't remember. I remember Van Richten at the beginning. I remember the saber-toothed tiger. Good start, Chris. Uh, <laughs> and that's about it. I don't know shit. I ain't no shit. I listened to a little bit on the way over. Because... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, these guys... Not only did I say it that way, I, like, meant it that way. <laughs> But I didn't mean it, you know? But did you listen to the middle, the back half, the beginning? I only listened to the part where Jay was going on about why aren't you telling me everything? Because right. I wanted to know, did <gasps> it make sense? And there's, oh, yes. and there's some comments in the thing about that. So yeah, I wanted okay, to address well, let's that. Let's get to this. Wait, 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 but before we do that, there's a big thing to that, too. There's a preface for that. Okay, just as okay, a last, last one, we were uh, uh, epiphys. We were talking about how our diva fight that was lost. We thought we lost it. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. This episode, this is what I've been waiting to talk about too, because I think we told you, Jay. But there was a point where Chris, as a player, I wanted to be like, what the fuck, man? What's going on? How do we do? I want to look around. How do we, what are we missing here? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I called Tom on some summer day. Oh, and oh, I, I think said, I know what right. this is about. Yes. I said, Tommy. Boren's going to get really mad at Wendell. He's going to leave. I'm going to separate the party. But I wanted Tom to know. Because I wanted Tom to, you know, adjust mm -hmm. accordingly and go, okay, in on this little secret. And Boren and Wendell were such at odds. Yes. And I was like, I'm going to call Tommy. And, and we kind of came up with this little plan of Boren leaving in a huff. And the day comes. I'm like, all right, I'm all ready. Tommy and I are like side-eyeing each other. Jay's just walking around oblivious to everything and out of nowhere comes van richten this guy he reveals himself and i was like oh my god i was such at odds and we go back to the tower and i'm like oh uh -huh. my god and you had told tom ahead of this session and so tom thinks that you're going into this session with Gone. loaded with this idea to leave and split the party and what happens yeah. i stick around yeah 
and all we do is talk and listen to this. And I didn't know what to do. I was all like, and rightfully, Tom called me out after. He was like, yo, bro, you can't tell me this stuff and then not do it. And I'm like, you're so right, man. You're so right. But I was just, my thing was like, I just, we, we were introduced to this Oh, yeah, no, it's understandable. character. I understand. Yeah, but yeah. It, what an interesting thing. So I think this underlying this idea of divulging information and how do you give. Tom had this whole thing loaded up for Wendell. But Boren, who he thought wasn't going to be there, is now there. Yeah. So how does Tom start spinning this dish that he didn't know he had to spin? Well, I could even add another fourth dimension. To this. <gasps> There's an upper layer to all this. Oh and I guess a theme of the episode two, which a lot of it actually made the cut, is we are all kind of bickering with each other. Because <laughs> we were actually bickering with each other around this time in the game. And... Boren, a.k.a. Chris, actually wanted to do some more world exploring. Yeah. You wanted to see the rest of Barovia. So interesting. And in Jay, a.k.a. Wendell, like, I don't know who was coming through. There's a lot of method acting, I'll say. But Jay, you were like, <laughs> I want to wrap this up. I've got the three days till the wedding. We're mm -hmm. going to the thing. And that was like a real tension that we actually had with the three of us. I can, I can speak to that. I remember that. Yeah. I, I remember... And I still hold to this where I think that I even feel I'm also the victim of my own uh, role play decisions by not being able to play a game that I have. I guess I'll say two things. I was role playing Wendell like I was a character in a movie. And I loved the idea always of putting my head in his head and letting. Only the role play, when I kind of go into his head, affect my decision making, right? The, the essence of non-metagaming. And so sure. I was role playing him a whole story many hours now into this. And I had role played a guy who was desperate, weak at heart, tired, old, scared, grumpy, grumpy, and does not want to be there. So... The whole time, he's collecting these clues so he can get the fuck out of there. So when I role-played him, that's the way I felt. If I was being influenced in a way that was, like, pulling me to just, like, smell the roses, maybe that would even be cool, but I couldn't feel like I could justify the role-play. And I was trying very hard to just do right by my role-play. It honestly would be cool, but I think with the dream and the finite amount of time to make it to the wedding i think the dm also was pushing the story towards that now of course you didn't have to go to the wedding right you were given right. you were giving a very I clear gave, i was given a fork very in the road and i chose objective. the time one yeah as i would have hoped you, but even you without that i would have been having i would have been pushing the same way right even without that i had the clues um or i was searching for, towards the clues i i definitely had an attitude of not smelling the roses I got to get the fuck out of here. That's what I'm playing. That's my decision. That's my motivation. Well, when Chris gave me that idea, I was wanting so bad for you two to fight each other. Oh, that, yeah, I know. Right. I, mean, I wanted be... to see it. Well, I mean, well, keep watching. We're not at the end yet. <laughs> not at the end yet. <laughs> so well, that was something. <laughs> that was something I remember that I was like, oh, yeah, this is also at the height of our gameplay, too. That we were thinking about this 
fucking day and night and texting oh, each other. We were in and the minutia. And it was like, we were in it. We were trying to figure out the best way to create the Venn of three people to play D&D to produce something awesome. So this is also and kind of the first episode, it feels like, too, from what I remember, again, because I don't remember much, but what I remember, it was that, when I remember cutting it, editing it, I was like, what did it keep in? What Because this is a real just table talk kind of episode. So for me, it was like, well, what's interesting right. here? Like, yeah. how do I go about this? Because we had previously been cutting out all the times that, you know, I know that a lot of people, people will be divided on this. We've heard it from yes. the audience. Some people say, I like when you hear, when I hear that stuff of you guys just playing and you're at the table and you're discussing the rules and you're kind of maybe working something out. And trust me, we did tons of that mm-hmm. to a degree where we got lost in the weeds many a time. Mm-hmm. Sure. And what we decided early on was that let's not do an actual play like that. We can't get into normal actual play podcast because of that. Let's do something different and just go to town editing this. Yeah, and this one was, again, very specific because we were at a point where it was like, the as Gandalf says, the... the the deep breath before the plunge. So we had this one episode to really just diarrhea out kind of everything. Was. That's it what was it was. The meta, not the metagaming, but the us as players talking. Yeah, it wasn't. A lot, it was just as important to hear and work out all that information, just in terms of pontificating, and it still was in the realm of of role play. Like we weren't. Yeah. I think we're careful not to metagame even when we're in the cloud of PCs talking outside of character. We, we try not to. Try not, not to. to. We, yeah. we have a clear path. It's it's but tough. It's tough to get it did, all right. We but. did get lost in the weeds of pure what is meta, like whatever you want to call it, of when I was uh, rifting with Rift. <laughs> with Ben Rifton. Ben Rifton. Riff, famous cellist. Yeah. And because somebody already said here, all I remember, all I remember from this episode is Wendell getting really ticked off at Van Richten. <laughs> oh right, he felt like he deserved answers from the legend. Are you These two are PCs going to meet a random NPC that's called Vasily? I don't get that one. Vasily. Vasily. No, I can answer that last one. Are we going to meet a random NPC? No. Um, yeah, yeah. When, so Wendell I, and Jay were getting ticked at that, but I think. I don't know if you know now, but do you now understand why he wasn't... You were specifically upset. So Van Richten basically gave you all the information you need to kill a vampire. Yeah. Which is, you know, helpful stuff. And your character... And and what I didn't get. You were curious, why were we brought here? And why isn't Van Richten, like, telling us or helping us in this way? Why isn't he kind of, like, stepping in? Mm Mm-hmm. Joining us, because you were saying, well, we both have the same goal, to kill Strahd. Yeah. Do you know now why he wasn't stepping in? Like, I'm not going to say it on, on uh, camera. Well, I don't want to spoil anything No, I'm either. not going to say anything. I'm just asking, okay. do you know now? I No, I don't. Maybe I don't, I think don't so. okay, no. I, and, and the other thing is, is that, like, there was, a, there was a miscommunication, and also I was metagaming, ask, like, prodding you as a DM for this, mm-hmm. because I was trying to read you. So two twofold. One, I think as that part plays out, the very first thing that, that literally sets this off is when I'm on board, I'm getting the info, and I and then I ask the question that I don't get the answer to, right? Right, right. 
And I say, my first thing I say is, okay, then I'm, I have a trust issue with you or something. Something about trust. I don't trust him then. Right. Yeah. And then, but then that I think got taken as like a, well, you know, that's all you're getting. And then I started to blur the lines between <laughs> Jay and Wendell. Well, the, the blurring is in concept was that I wanted to just say, all, I, all, I, all that's happening is that I'm not trusting him. Yeah. And if you, the DM... But that's is okay. Th- okay, yes. But I wasn't reading that from you at the time. Right. Yeah. At the time, I was reading from you that you were defending, look, that's all you get. Like, the puzzle, you can solve the puzzle now. Or you can... Like, that's what this story is all about. And, <clears throat> or you should trust him, maybe. Because I, I, if I'm going to oblige well, your storytelling... Well, don't forget, he started off as in disguise. So... I don't know how trustworthy he is. He did help you a bunch. He did give you a stake at Lake Zarovic. He did help you escape Balaki. But you're right to ask though the question of do I know now why? And the thing is, is that I don't know. So I will tell you off camera. Okay. It'll be it'll be fun. Wait, uh, wait. Uh, but are you <laughs> going to be reminding me? And I'm going to go. Oh yeah, you told us that. Or are you going to tell me now? No, I'm going to tell you off camera. I can't tell you now. No, I know. Tell me off camera. Is it going to be new information or is it no. going to be? Oh, okay, so I, I'm just forgetting. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, well, look, it, it makes the difference of wh- where I was at. I don't that. know what's going on. <laughs> we're, do- we're redoing the same episode. Let's uh, check out the chat. What's the chatty chat saying? We got some comments. There's a bunch of good comments, like, on the episode, oh, yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, we have the episode, too. Yeah, there's yeah, some good so ones. There's some, like... And where do you guys stand with the unveiling the curtain sometimes, where we do actually break the... Um, the uh, what's it called when you break? We're talking wall. really out of game. suspension of disbelief, almost when when we when we go to the third wall or is the fourth wall. Do you guys like that? We like to sprinkle in a little bit of, you know, table talk because we Welcome think it's interesting. It's a little different, but Tom, sometimes you do step out of character. From Taylor Schlobaum. Oh yes, Swedish. How man. do you determine when to pull away from direct role play? like NPC talking with player directly uh, to a general overview of the situation uh, of the situation and what was learned DM talking to players about gathered knowledge over a period of time. So I'll just answer this quickly. So there's a reason why Van Richten wasn't telling them he knows uh, he knows too much. And there's a reason why he won't tell them what he knows because he wants to see what happens. I feel like all that I was missing was that in role play, mm-hmm. I think. And I wasn't, because that said like that makes me kind of now see what the game of it was. And I feel like at the time, I felt like you were defending yeah. something different <laughs> than what you were defending. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had lots of moments like this as we were all learning and figuring out the yeah. the Venn mixture. Like you, I was, I was, just I was just cut. trying to justify, like, well, hopefully, I'm not expected as a player here to, um, to feel vindicated or like, or, or th- that I'm getting answers when I'm only getting still secrets. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, well, why on earth would he want to hold this information? And like, if we are what we say we are, and then I was just like, okay. I wasn't sure what because I had yeah, to make yeah. a role play decision. I'm like, well, if it's I'm not going to trust him, then I'm not going to trust him. I might That's make good. some decisions right now. Yeah. Hey, 
What what would you say just in general though, Tom? Like, how do you to Taylor's question? Oh, just stay stay in the character. Like, make sure the character has a clear objective of what they want to convey ahead of time, and then just know the character. If they go off script or like the PCs actually ask different questions, just know how the NPC would answer them. I I think it's also too, the DM has to read the players, and go like, okay, is this sinking in? Is what I'm telling, is what I'm trying to give them sinking in? So you're going from the old wizard to, okay, guys, do you get it? Because the old wizard yeah. who's from Galilee, he gave you the scroll and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we put together because we met him in the forest. That's right. All right, right, from the forest. So so it, it, there's a, there's this tricky play of when to come in and out of the voice right. of God and the NPC in the world. But I think a lot of it, again, has to do with the player is like, the read po- them, know, know what they're what they're taking in and how they're taking the information, and then go. They're missing something. I, I say, as a player too, you have the power, and you should have the courage to when you need to. Yeah, just sort of be like um, put up a hand. Yeah, and just sort of and maybe pre-plan how you're going to use your time. Don't try yeah. not to like slow the the flow state that you might be in by staying in role play, but. If you need to kind of dip into game mode, really try to use your time wisely and jump in with a, and this is just because we met this prince before and he gave us the, what was it again? The, it was the amulet. And you that had say, yeah. the, the thing. You can, I, I like operating under the assumption that our characters are going to be protected by the DM with information they should know that, sure, sure. that prevents them from being total dummies. Right, they, right. St- they should still remember things that, justifiably or something to remember in a fun way but obvious things that were like big like aha moments for them should not be forgotten in a game day of time roll for history roll a history check so if the dm is like really helping people with all those obvious memories dm's just helping flavor it up with that for sure i would also say to taylor um in some cases leave it up to the pcs like they have to ask the questions it's not like you just ask You've, you find an NPC and they're like, oh, by the way, did you hear about the Grogon scroll up the mountaintop? It's like, uh, who are you? Like, make sure if they have questions in the game that they want to know, like, I don't, I, I would just use Van Richten as an example. Like, maybe you could have asked him about the, the holy symbol of Ravenkind. I'm sure he would have had lots to say about it. Seems to be his expertise. But I... <laughs> <laughs> First, first he takes the wheel, and he jerks it to the left. And he goes, yeah, one more thing about Van Richten. I throw some shade while I'm here. And then he kicks you out of the car as she, as she drives. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh man. Sorry, All right, hold on. Now right I'm now. listening. Hold on. You've got my attention. Who else? Let's keep talking about Van Richten. No, no, I feel no. like Van Richten has drawn a line in this group. Oh Guys, my God. when we played with Van Richten, <laughs> the sort of... A because, legendary. I don't know, know if you understand. He's a legendary character. I don't know if you yeah, remember. He's kind of a you big look deal. at him. He's oh, yeah. I'm like, not yeah. sure if I mentioned this, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to say... I completely sympathize, and I hope you do too with me, because we are both, at that time, recognizing that the story of Curse of Strahd is coming to an end. Right. It did feel that way. 
Um, at least that's the way my character is bringing it. You brought it. You set a three-day thing on the table, and so it was there for the taking. I felt this momentum, and then also importance because it was just like I want to do right by the right information. And sure. ultimately, no matter what, we can go back and forth on. I was confused, and you were confused about my confusion, and well, vice versa. Guys, maybe we, that set we you smoke off. a lot of moss when we play. Smoke a ton of moss. We get confused. That, it doesn't hurt us that often. Though. I mean, like <laughs> no, no. It could be a lot sharper, probably. But <laughs> I was, you know, I was throwing us, giving us a mulligan. So there's another question there for you, Jay. What does that say? Uh, during your conversation with Van Richten. Oh God. Did your character, Wendell, find it difficult to engage with Van Richten in character? Were you simply asking to role-play the questions to see Van Richten's response in real time so you could react appropriately as Wendell? Oh, this guy's really hitting it. Or did you feel like the legendary vampire hunter wasn't providing enough information? I was. That was precisely what I was confused about. If I was actually barking up the tree of, wait a second, am I just not getting enough information? Or right. am I not understanding the level of veiled information? Right. And then with that, be able to determine my role play for it. And so I was just trying to like clarify where Tom, where like where Van Richten was coming from. Yes, in character that would help, but also maybe where Tom was and. Right. <laughs> If I were to redo it, like knowing D and D a lot better now, I wouldn't go getting myself lost in the weeds like that for everybody to. Well, and that's why it's suffer through. That you we know what can't I mean? redo it because the story is what it is because yeah. we did it the way we did it in the moment. Yes. Card laid, gentlemen. Oh, it was a card it's a learning experience. And so, it was so great. Always. It was so great to have that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. I totally agree. Yeah, it's interesting. It's so fun because we won't do it again. That won't happen again. <laughs> It's true. You go so through we captured hard, it. You go through those hard moments of like, and then, man, D&D this is how we work so things cool. out too, guys. Just so you know, it's In not game. just D and D. We do a lot of these things. This is what you got to be doing with your dedicated group because this is a band. Yeah. You know, like when we play D and D, we're using the shorthand of our version of D and D. Sure, sitting at another table, you know your instrument and everything, but that's a different band. It's going to take a while to adjust. Yeah. We were at this point playing Curse of Strahd like weekly, for like. A year straight, and we were like, pff, we were at it. We're figuring it out. Yeah. We oh knew exactly God. where, yeah. Call Chris, Chris, there's yeah. another Call uh, Jay every night. line here, or Give a question here. Boren clearly understood Van Richten's power legendary status. Yes. But did Boren not have those same questions that Wendell presented about Van Richten? Was Boren completely fine with not having more answers to help them defeat Straw? Oh, this, this is guys scratching me nicely. Does he believe that Van Richten will actually show up at the right time when needed? Because that's a good the, and the question. reason why that's I like question this end. question is because I, that's something that I, I suppose was a fact factoring into my confusion too, because I wanted to appropriately play. Sure. Or at least like with clarity, <clears throat> knowing I can't wait to come back to this where we in, all stood. In future talking monsters. So this is yeah. where I stood. Yeah. My plan was to leave. I wanted to get out of there. I, 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 I remember getting to a point where Boren and slash possibly Chris was getting, just getting annoyed. I'm like, oh, God, look at this. Because this is also coming off killing the mongrel and all the diva stuff, too. So it was like this cool build. So I was like, I want to get the fuck out of here. And then Van Richten shows up. And honestly, as both Chris and Boren, I, I think I played Boren like he's here. I think it to to Born it was like you 
<laughs> I said this before, but it's like you've been telling me about Indiana Jones this whole time. And now this dude we thought was one dude, he revealed himself to be Indiana Jones? Right. Well, I'm not taking off now. Yeah, Rick Tavio, who was with you guys for a long time. We trusted him. He got two. us out of the lackey you know, when it was burning. If you were, after that session, upset that Chris didn't go through with his plan, you must on some level now realize that because of what you put on the table, clearly that had a margin of error or like a a possibility that w- that it would affect his decision making. So funny enough, I actually thought you were going to leave when you guys were in the bottom of the castle and staying up all night and oh, kind of so arguing with yeah. each other. Right. Uh-huh. I thought that. Right. Was, I didn't. The fact that I, that I just learned that that you were planning to even leave before that. Makes that. Sense. Yeah. 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 So I was like, oh my gosh, it's building up to this moment where you guys are head to head. Well, so and that was it. Leave. I thought we were going to return to. The, I mean, but I, I didn't know. I, I didn't the, know Rictavio was Van yeah. Richten. I didn't know we were going to meet him. What a huge reveal and that changed my mind i oh, thought yeah. no it's... instead of leaving i have so i heard boren heard what he had to say and i mean yeah he believed him he read his journal he heard about him he knew this tower he boren was also a man of just like he just i, th- I think also deep down he knew van richten was a good man he knew that this guy was kind of like there he knew that he was just sort of like this downtrodden weirdo. Or he felt like he was. Or and, he knew. And he, he just knew that he was, I mean, other than the tip of the hat from the DM, but he knew that he was powerful enough to be like, uh, you know, let me uh, let me give you this information a bit, you know, yeah, in, in a very dodgy, shadowy way. Right. I, I mean, come on. You know Boren. He's very... Of course. Oh, it dude, makes, it, it makes, makes sense. it makes total yeah. sense. He's not very like, paranoid. When you and I discussed the night before, it wasn't like a long conversation. It wasn't like, okay, and then I'm gonna do this. And then all you just said was, "Born's gonna leave." I said, "Great." Yeah. It, yeah, it does make sense. And Born yeah. didn't have that many questions. No, I don't think there was. I don't think there was a lot of clarification needed. You were given a bombshell. There's no that man. whole. What a what a episode for you that you had prepared to leave but then you stayed and an episode for you because you didn't expect that this whole tower sequence was going to be played out with the both of us and what did you do you actually gave us this big open canvas where you sat back i this is one of my favorite parts of curse of strahd where we're in that tower and I'm confessing to you're sitting at the table and you take your glasses off and you throw them on the table and, and you're looking over a map. And, to, and Tom's just going, he's going, oh, yeah, okay, nice, nice. <laughs> and you're just doing some good play-by-play, like keeping the, just keeping us going. We had a good vibe going on. We probably had our headphones yeah, on. I was probably like pumping the, some. Pumping some just like air. And yeah. Just mm-hmm. And we're just mossed. And doing this really moody thing where like we're at odds with each other and Wendell's tweaking out telling him confessing that Strahd is visiting him in his dreams and right. and, and Boren is just like oh yeah what else did he say I could just see it and I know that when we were playing it we could all just see it too and you did a great DM move where you just let it have all the space in the world to play out yeah and we just kind of lived in this real dark, 
Tension. Ugh. Well, I remember Tension. I kept That's looking over at, at Chris like, are you going to leave? You're going to get During the that moment, yeah. I just oh. kept looking at him and like, now's a pretty good time. You know what? I remember picking up on that. I do remember picking yeah. up on you giving him these looks where I wasn't sure. I'm like, what is he? Yeah, what's going on? Normally, here? sometimes I can read your poker face if you well, do have. Well, that's a whole other thing. It's yeah. If you do have like that's... maybe like something up your sleeve, sure. Like where like oh you gonna um, and I'm like oh shit yeah I can. Um, but I wasn't sure what was going on there. What's the next question? And it all what added to it. Yeah, that, that's the behind the yeah, behind. Let's go to the, the chat scenes. for a moment. Uh, let's hit the chat. Hit the chitty. Right. Deserves answers from legend. Chit the chitty. Is there a god of cheese? Rosemary asks. Yes. Yes, there is. Um, will Free. there be a, any Dwarven Moss merch available at any point? I'd love a Born and Wendell t-shirt. Yeah. I'd wear it proudly. Wow. Well, yeah, Christopher Hope, uh, we can hope we, <laughs> we can, can get hope. one of these on Christopher Hope. Yeah. We got some hope. The Moss account just followed Christopher Hope. Did, did you check out his page? Christopher He's got some hope. great minis and stuff. Anyways, that guy's oh, killer, man. He's fantastic. Yeah. We, we love, man. we love it. Send us stuff. Send, Send us, us stuff, um, your D and D. You know what? Send us for everyone that's. If you're listening and you're telling us stories, um, yeah. it would be easy too if, if like you sent us pictures of your right. games and stuff. We would proudly uh, want to share them and, and just keep definitely. Keep if you've painted an ancient dragon from Wiz Kids that you spent hours on, send it to yeah, us. Yeah, you know what? Wizkids. I'm going to call it right now. We're gonna have a little uh, mini paint minis paint competition. Okay. Send us your, your 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 proudest mini painted, uh, and we are going to uh, rank them and award a winner uh, next. Talking moss, and Whoa. we'll make the merch. There we go. Big announcement. Okay. Send us I your mini picks. All right. Uh, in my group, Who's in my group's playthrough, Jam Soda says. Jam Soda, I love Jam Soda. In my group's playthrough of Strahd, we never even met Van Richten. Well, hey now. Who'd you meet? <laughs> well, some people's Strahd's games are different. Love it. Mm. It's the um, multiverse. It's the Strahd multiverse. Rosemary's chiming back in again. Okay. She says, oh my God, imagine a shirt with the sneeze blessing written on it. Oh, I can hey, imagine Hey, you that. know what? That's a great idea. I can imagine it right now, and it's looking great, and everyone's mm -hmm. wearing it. How would it look? It, it just, just the text with like... Um, I'm picturing it like a band shirt, like the Dwarven Moss mm. logo here. Yeah. And then instead of yeah. all the cities at the back, it's, it's, it's the, the quote. I quote. totally, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I picture as well. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like the a band tour. Shirt. Yeah. It's the band shirt. That sneeze went on tour. Um, my players were mind blown to know. This is DFR Ragnars again. Oh, yeah. My I players were mind blown to love know it. that he was Rictavio. Yes. Especially because they didn't know if he was good or bad. Ooh. So they had the same kind of... Well, there you go, yeah. Do you trust this guy? It's great. Rotavio it's has true. that built-in paranoia with him, too, because he, you don't reveal him off the top. He's somebody else. That's what the book tells you. Rotavio is actually this guy. And this guy's a legendary character. Mm -hmm. And he, ha he can have a helping hand, but near the tail end in the third act of this game. So, as we've seen, some people may not run into him at all, right. but he's a legendary character. So, when you meet someone like that, it's great that Wendell is who he was, because this is not the first time Wendell's been paranoid about anything. He was paranoid about everybody the moment he walked into this land. That's right. So, Wendell's Wendell. just being Wendell. Yeah. And Boren isn't angry I that you're... It. 
Bourne isn't angry that Wendell's asking these questions. He's angry that here's another guy that we've been told is the hero of this place, and he's not trusting him. Right. Just everybody else. And Bourne's more hard on the sleeve. I was also mad about that. About me forced trusting no, everyone. No, no, no. I was mad at at Wendell for that. I really was, and at, right. at myself in a way for. No, no. Whoa. Also, that's very uh, Jim Carrey, Man on the Moon. You know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i what i mean is that like here i i that's what i was struggling with i was like doesn't this seem i i wonder if tom is trying to like say this is where you meet the hero and right. and, and you're supposed to trust him and i'm like you haven't given me the sufficient logical information to trust him so i'm going to not trust him right and then when you took the stance of well i think he's told you enough and then I was like, are you saying you think he's told me enough to be the hero? Or you yeah. think he's told me enough he's going to be right. in between? I are you saying you that, that or is Van Richten yes, saying exactly. that? Yes, exactly. And yeah, that's yeah. what we were Because if we you're saying that, I am upset. <laughs> Look, and, and again, I go, back to, it's I go back to that if I were to replay that, having gone through that as a player, I am going to just enjoy the mysteries that the DM provides and i'm just gonna wear on my sleeve proudly if it's mysterious to me i'm never you know what it is don't oblige the dm oh never oblige the dm oh don't play into the dms what you think the dm like the actual your friend who's dming don't do what you think they know they're gonna do be your character and then show them in character what they're what they're uh you know struggling with or what the obstacle is sure and then that cues the dm to not your friend but the dm to respond in In game game, and you connect that way i like it wow we found the herodrix cube guys herodrix cube it took it took uh, a lot of missteps like i listened back to that episode and i'm thinking nah jay you gotta do it a little differently we had so many moments all of us now here's how we make the moss sauce (laughs) (laughs) that's very true there's a, there's a comment there by Teague, I believe, on the on the question for talking. Teague Moss. always has great comments. Why is Zoltan? Oh, why okay. is Zoltan Born's mount? Any cool story behind that? Oh, well, give Born's music. Ah, uh, yeah, we need the music for this. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so you come again, children. Come. Gather round all the children. Look at all of you. Tell us a story, Warren. Oh, you want to know the story of Zoltan, the mighty war boar of the mountainside. Hmm. Boars, very powerful creatures, you know that. Oh, I've heard such things. Yes, you've heard right. The boars are very majestic. They stick close, like family. They're scary. Aye, they are scary, aren't they? When you first approach a boar, you're like, oh, you're gross. Look at you, you pig. What are you? A weird... A weird pig? Ew. Right? But they're not. The closer you get, you look into their eyes. (gasps) You see who they are. And one day, was a small dwarf on the side of the Blue Mountains. I found a young, scared boar, separated from his herd. 
I named him Zoltan. When I lost him, I brought him back to life. Oh, Zoltan and I rode into many a battle. He was broken, I was bruised. But we came back together. And one day, children, one day, what the final blow was struck. Zoltan was killed <gasps> by a displacer beast. A panther cat with cobras on its back. That was the last day of Zoltan. And the druids and the clerics and the halls of the Bright Axe taught me how to bring him back. So now, Zoltan lives with me to this day. And you, little Juvalaya, and you, little Valashan. I'm shy. Well, that shyness is your weapon. And you may conjure your own animal to take you through the days and be by your side. I want to conquer a dragon. Oh, oh, oh yes. One day you will, boy. One day you will. Not off! Oh, the dinner bell is ringing. Go on, children. Scatter now. Grandpa Boren has to smoke a fat stick of dwarven. And the camera pulls out to the skies above Faerun in what time? We don't know. 1989. <laughs> Muse for making all those Curse of Strahd, uh, all the score. The mm. score and your voice, it fits together like a band <laughs> and a lead singer. Yeah. That's, that's how that. it was made. So Just that you can put that on and go, Ay! That was what it was. It was equivalent <laughs> to you put on the karaoke version of this song so I can sing to it. Right, and you just improvised it. Forget about summoning Zoltan. We just summoned Christopher Bor. Hope liked it. He Ooh. says, "Animate this war bore story." Damn, I'm crying. I'm crying too, boring. Ah! <laughs> 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 I like how Wendell went from in episode one, just like, "Oh, give me a, give me an A or something." Fuck I, you! Man, I don't trust anybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, uh, but Teague also wrote another comment. Did he? Uh, Question for talking. Okay, or she, I understand or she, uh, this out of game conversation occurs at every table, but it kind of took away from the story forward videos you guys usually put out. Okay, so there you go. I like that. Know. I'm like, yeah, yeah like you know what? Too. That's true. There's one for team story. Yeah. Now yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll answer yeah. this to you, Teague. Um, I think what was probably uh, challenging for us as we edited this is that it was so there was so much information yeah being yeah gleaned th through this time you knew it was the final if you were to cut it out before yeah it's almost like we kind of made a little ellipsis of time um you know looking back on it i think 
th- this is one of those examples. I, we're kind of saying the same thing in different ways, but yeah. mm-hmm. we could probably have played through all of those issues, personal issues, DM issues, player issues, and just role played it out, kept it in game. Just have faith in your choices, in your role at the table. Sure. Um, and so Teague, next time, hopefully, you know, I, I I don't think I can promise this. That is the most out of game sort of talk that happens for the rest of yeah, Curse of Strahd. For sure, you're still going to be getting for the rest but, of the of the of the uh, story. Yeah, full. absolutely. And think about all the layers of onions we just threw, or the layers we peeled back. Yes. There was tension everywhere. Yeah. I thought Chris was going to do this. He thought I was going to do that. Jay wanted that. Oh my gosh, Born wanted this. to, you know, explore. It was. You could. See, it was like a. A boiling point all, all around. So, and the characters were had so much tension. Born and Wendell had so much tension. So much tension. Ben Harder, tension. Ben Harder commented, coming from I guess other teams, saying, "A lot of interesting behind the scenes diplomacy this session. I think this sort of discussion was tremendously important, especially for future Strahd slash General D and D DMs." Wow. So what do you do? What do you do? You give okay. a little Which one of you, you is Ben there. Harper? Which one of you wrote that? <laughs> ben Harder. Ben Harder. Tell him we love his music. Let's Ben, but Ben Harder. <laughs> That's like the sequel to Ben Hard. Also kind of had ben the Harder. real uh, on, keeping oh. it real on the, on the hard. Ragnar, as always. Uh, this episode was mossed up. Can't Mastor. wait to see how Wendell and Boren deal with their upcoming adventure as friends. Well, how fun is it that they are at such odds? It was, I mean, look, at the end of the day, even though we were so deep in Moss and gameplay, philosophy bickerings, sure. at the end of the day, when we finally say, like, okay, I got to go home now, and then we high-five each other and we go, this is awesome. (laughs) We have the best time going through this. It was totally random, the characters you guys chose, but how great is it? I mean, could you see Wendell and Bourne interacting much if they were both free? Never. Would they be good pals? No. That's why it works so perfectly. You guys are like oil and water. And it's funny, it could have been like a dragonborn druid. You know, something big and weird, but it you was know what? pretty... Perhaps if there's anyone listening that is playing a game, and think about this in your own games, even though we learned a bit of a tough lesson where, like, we kind of... You can hear the tension in, in this episode. You can hear it. We went yeah. through that because we decided we were going to stick to our role play. And our characters, and what's happening to Wendell and Bourne right now, is a result of us committing to who your character is. And even role-playing um, animosity and dissent or, or, or just um, dissonance with mm. your other players, even role-playing yes. that is difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Your PCs, all, your, your, your players, you're like the people always bleed into their characters a little bit. Always. And so, if you're if you're if you're going to be role playing the fact that you guys are at odds with each other, sure, it's going to create a little bit of tension at the table. And I will say this: a great tactic for you guys actually DMing uh, Strahd to sow the seeds of dissonance. Just give one character a dream and the other character not a dream. Just pick someone; doesn't matter who it is, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that will drive them. Well, it makes things edgy. 
I love it. That's that's, that's 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 the idea behind that move, yeah, Strahd. And you sure. didn't really even play that card. Like you weren't. Um, you guys picked up that card and played it yourself. Yeah, we were eating out of your hands there. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, it was good synergy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if they are oil and water, then welcome to Baroapia. Barorapia. Barorapia. Oh, Barsopia. Barsopia. <laughs> Barsopia. <laughs> Barsopia. Oh. So, uh, Rosemary's uh, come uh, in uh, here, uh, and you, she's... You, mean, you, guys, you guys are now competing. Stink von Zarovich. Barsopia. <laughs> Rosemary's hit, getting the bangers out there. That was Rosemary again. Rosemary's she's a new uh, <clears throat> of the land, new patron. Thank you, oh, she's Rosemary. coming in hot. Or they. Or them. Or is Rosemary? Or it? Rosemary. I think you are a she. I think you are a he. I think you are a them. <laughs> Rosemary. It doesn't matter why we care. <laughs> I care um. very much. Tell us your gender. <laughs> Everyone, lead with your gender. Gender, 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 you, gender, me, gender, everyone you see, gender, gender, gender. Like South Park episode where it's like, oh, my school assembly is having like a new musical touring across the elementary schools. Gender, gender, what's your gender? Who's your gender? What's your gender? Who's your gender? Where's your gender? Where's your gender? Gender, gender, gender. What's the agenda? What's the agenda, gender bender? All right. That's enough. That's ridiculous. It's enough. It's enough out of you. All right, everybody. What do we got? Um, We are going to be shutting this thing down. I think so, yeah. Any last questions? Any fair farewells? Guys, thank you so much for those awesome questions on that last. And I'm glad that you guys all took my side about Rick Tavio. Um, I really appreciate the support and the vengeance that's been brewing we for have me personally. Oh, so you haven't years. you haven't adopted the universally celebrated we all agree um, stance we all took. <laughs> yes, you want to go yes, back in time? You want to okay. dig up old? It's fine, man. Well, we have three episodes we have left. Three episodes oh, left. Oh my gosh! There are three episodes left, and then. Curse of Dwarven Moss, Curse of Strahd is over. Yes. We would love... Future Projects, TBD. Yeah, we would TBD. love TBD. any... This is, this is... This is us asking you for help. <laughs> Do what you can to spread Dwarven Moss throughout the internet. We need to make it popular. I'm here once again asking for your help to spread Dwarven Moss. Spread it like a disease, like COVID, please. Yeah, it's got to be contagious. Don't vaccinate yourself against dwarven moss. We no, need. We need to be viral. We need. Yes, we need all you people who listen to Rick us. Tavio becoming Rick Rickton von Van Murder took me off guard. Rosemary says. Jam Soda says, for real, Tom. I think you handled the Van Richten scene really well. Ah. Oh. Aw, oh, thanks, Jam Soda. Soda. I'm gonna have a glass of jam soda after this, hey. because that was just really nice. While That's I hit, while I surf a, a gnarly wave, surf Strahd. Um <laughs> All right, everybody. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Talking moss.
talking much, talking much. Talking much. Ah.